Good evening. Come on. Good evening. Hey, man. Amen. Welcome. Amen. To TB Seminary School. Amen. Come on. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. 20 years. We're celebrating 20 years. Amen. Amen. I'm your host. I'm Reverend Alonzo Stewart. Amen. And we want to welcome you on this evening. Amen. To uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you for fellowship and amen. And I tell you what, we come to lift up the name of Jesus. Amen. Because without him, amen, we wouldn't be able to be this long. 20 years. Amen. Come on. That's a reason to celebrate. Amen. And so, amen, we're going to follow the program as it is printed out. Amen. And we just want you to have enjoy yourself, have a good time. Amen. Because we not only we celebrate 20 years, but we're celebrating the risen Savior. Amen. And so however you feel comfortable to worship. Amen. You worship with the praise team. We're going to sing. Amen. We're going to invoke the Holy Spirit. Amen. And we're going to have a good time. And our pastor's going to come and share word. Amen. And then we're going to be on up out of here. Amen. Amen. Would you bow with me for a word of prayer? Father, we come to you. We want to say thank you, God. Thank you for another opportunity, God. Thank you for these 20 years, God. We couldn't have did it without you. God, we give you all the glory and the praise. And so right now, God, as we come before you, God, we pray that, God, whatever it is, God, that will hinder us from worshiping and praising your name, God, we remove it right now. We know this is the after evening program, but God, that does not matter because God, you are good and you are always good, Father God. So it don't matter what we have going on, God, we surrender ourselves and God, we invite you into this place. Have your way today in Jesus' name and come on in every heart said, amen. 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 Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. How many of y'all are excited? We are celebrating 20 years of service, Lord. So we're going to worship. In this race, that we run you gotta have endurance cause it's a marathon i was born shown up to win in pursuit with things until the end i'm going to have a strong feeling because i have strong faith i'm going to have a strong vision i have strong faith i'm going to have a strong feeling because i have strong faith i'm going to have a strong vision i have strong faith i like to start life's transitions all in my way but still I'm up, worked out each and every day. No matter what, I'll continue to run. And for the rest of my life, till my work is done, I'm going to have a strong feeling. Because I have strong faith. I'm going to have a strong feeling. I have strong faith. I'm going to have a strong feeling. Because I have I'm going to have a strong finish. I have strong faith. Do the chance, a strong finish, strong finish, strong finish. 
finish. Everybody lift it up, saying, Strong finish, strong finish. I have strong faith. Peter Chan say, Strong finish, strong finish, strong finish. Everybody lift it up, saying, Strong finish, strong finish. I have strong faith. Hallelujah. How many of y'all have strong faith on this evening? Hallelujah. continue to worship as we go into this next song that says king of glory we're going to worship the lord whatever that you are going through just leave it at the altar just leave it right here leave it right here hallelujah yes we'll bow down and say you are god every man will bow down and say you are king so let's start right now why would we wait king of glory feel this place we just want to be with you we just want to be with you, King of glory, fill this place. We just want to be with you, we just want to be with you, 
Peace. 
We just want to be with you. We just want to be with you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. said king of glory we just want to be with you thank you all so much look around and look at this accomplishment thank you all so much for being here with us to celebrate teb seminary 20th year anniversary god is truly truly amazing 20 years 20 years so again we welcome you all to just get comfortable work we welcome you all just to worship we welcome you all just to get engaged and just allow God to do what he's going to do in this service. You are welcome. Thank you so much for coming out. The alumni, current students, we thank you so much. Let's give it up for our president and our founder. Dr. Hunt, will you stand, please? Come on, we can do better than that. Let's give it up for our president and founder of TEB Seminary. He has been teaching transforming and equipping lives all across the world. And so today, Dr. Hunt, we honor you. We honor your vision. We honor everything that you stand for in TEB Seminary and me personally, what it has done in my life. So I, today we salute you, Dr. Hunt. Thank you, you all may be seated. And next we will have a history by Dr. Patricia Spikes. promise you, I worked hard to cut this down because everybody who's ever been in one of my classes knows I can write a whole lot. So anyway, yeah. First of all, I want to read you a familiar scripture, Ezra 17. But Ezra had devoted himself to the study and observance of the law of the Lord and to teaching its decrees and laws in Israel. Everyone who has encountered Dr. Hunt has heard this scripture. We've studied it. We've memorized it. We've recited it. It is the foundation of this school. TB Seminary is a graduate level theological seminary that seeks to provide training at the bachelor's, master's, and finally in 2021 doctoral levels to prepare its students for a variety of Christian ministries. Trinity Evangelical started from the Vision Ministries Church 
And the church has supported the school in every endeavor from the very beginning. The school began as a training ministry for pastors who had Bible software and wanted to learn how to use it. Dr. Hunt, having a background in computers and software, assisted them in getting the full potential use out of the software they were spending thousands of dollars on. Now, anyone who knows Dr. Hunt knows he's an Apple geek. If you do not have Apple, you have nothing. Well, no software is as great or as efficient for him as Apple. I do not have Apple. From his dedicated interest in technology and more so in promoting God's word, the school expanded to other studies and he embraced all who wanted to learn more about God's word. But TB Seminary was never just about earning degrees, but the main focus of the school was transforming lives. Over the 20 years that TB has been in existence, the school has led 20 students to Christ. I have a favorite saying, and that is, God always puts you where you need to be when you need to be there. That is how I met TEB Seminary. On just an accident coming out with a friend to sit in on a class, I've been here ever since. I've been a student, I've been a teacher, <laughs> I've done state and federal paperwork, and now I think I'm just an advisor of some sort. They, they don't really know where to put me. The school training started in 2002 at the Hearthside Suite in Sugarland, Texas. As the ministry grew, the location has changed many times. I remember being at a rummage sale at one location after class. I remember grueling exercise classes at night after class ended, where Miss Hunt took pictures of us at our worst. And my partner was Darla, and y'all know how that should have worked out. I remember the shakes they made to energize our defeated bodies. You see, the school embraced the whole concept of body and soul. Our president and founder, Dr. Derek Hunt, had an ongoing vision to see the school grow and bring biblical studies to all who wanted to learn about God's word and how to study the Bible. He wanted those classes to be affordable. And for that reason, it was only until recently that the school became accredited. Throughout these 20 years, this school has been training many pastors, preachers, teachers, counselors, and laymen. No one was unacceptable in his sight unless they rejected God's word. His wife, who was forever his partner in all his endeavors, his children who were ever present singing, praising, working audio, and teaching themselves, and the members of the Vision Church Ministry were all by his side. They were all a true example of how it takes a village to make things a success. In the last 20 years, TBS has trained over 400 pastors, lay people, and leaders in the United States of America and Africa. They have done on-site training at Smyrna Baptist Church, Greater Pure Light, and St. Matthew Baptist Church in Houston. They've also brought in local, state, and national speakers to further advance the studies of our students. They have given their all to teaching God's word and preparing his people. Two of those professors who have gone home to their rewards were Dr. Johnny Baylor and Dr. Larry Jackson. The board is dedicated to further enhancing the school in its endeavors. 
and they continue to assist in the promotion of its purposes. As the school has now moved into the Houston area, Dr. Hunt saw greater needs for God's people during the pandemic. Once more, the Vision Community Church and TVS is by his side as he reaches out to feed God's people in more humanly ways. We look forward to continued growth of our school and to a continuation of God's leadership through Dr. Derek Hunt. To God be the glory. And I want to thank Sister Pat. She just stole all my thunder. Amen. I'm just sitting there and I'm like, are you serious? I, I want to begin this afternoon thanking um, Sister Hunt for the invitation to speak on Bible study methods. And bigger than that, I want to stop and thank my father in the ministry, Dr. Hunt, for all you poured into me. Thank you. Love you, man. Your vision is growing 20 years running. To God be the glory. Amen. I, there was a saying when I was young, let's get the party started. Amen. It has to start somewhere. I want to start these, these few minutes by saying God's word is, is alive and powerful and is meant to be understood. Ezra 7 and 10, for Ezra had prepared his heart to seek the law of the Lord and to do it, and to teach it to Israel, in Israel's statutes and judgments. When I look at that passage, and I think about what we're doing here at TB Seminary, three letters come to mind, LLT. Can y'all say that after me, LLT? Learned, lived, and taught. That's what I get from this passage. You have to learn it and live it before you can teach it. Thanks to Dr. Hunt for that passage. Amen. I have been to several seminaries, and I must say that TB is indeed life-altering and life-changing. We care about not just your education. We care about your life, your ministry, your family, and we care about you transforming and changing your life. Studying God's word can seem like an insurmountable task. You will either get frustrated when you open God's word and just shut yourself down and say, well, I can't do this. I can't do it. That's why we have a lot of people that put their Bibles down and get frustrated. Well, I want to start by saying this evening that there is a method to the madness. We at TEB, we call it Bible study methods. I believe that in all my years of ministry, one of the classes that touched me the most, and I've taken it before, but once I got to TV and took it under Dr. Hunt, it, it, it really changed. It changed my life. I used to have books and commentaries. Some of you old people remember I had commentaries. You had to spread it all over. Just commentaries, books, dictionaries. Old pastors remember it all over the place. And there was no method to the madness. I would look over here for a definition and, and go over here and find a verse and try to piece it all together. But I want to tell potential students there is a method to doing this. 
that can help you advance in your ministry, help you advance in your Bible study, help you advance in your maturity in the Lord. The best part of Bible study methods at TEB Seminary is that I'm the teacher. The best part, seriously, <laughs> aside from the registration, is we're going to get this party started by saying Bible study methods is free. So come and get a start where God can do something amazing in your life. Come and be a part of TEB Seminary. Thank you. Amen. Give the Lord a round of applause. Amen. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Welcome TEB students. 20 years. What a momentous celebration and occasion. You know, my I didn't realize until listening to the history of Dr. Spikes that I'd been a part of your ministry even longer than I thought because I was there at Smyrna Baptist Church in your computer class when you were teaching that and to stand here before all of you today just to see how God truly works all things together for those who love him and are called. Amen. Um, this is my husband. I have to add to what he said, right? LLT. I'm going to add A because I stand here to represent Christian counseling. So live, learn, taught, and I think I'm the A. I'm, we're going to apply what we learn. Amen. To transform the lives of the people that we encounter on a regular basis. I'm honored to welcome the alumni here, the new students, the returning students, as you embark on this intense and fun biblical journey called seminary, amen? Uh, it's really truly to deepen your relationship with Jesus Christ. Uh, since the first time that I stepped foot in this place, uh, my relationship with Jesus Christ has been transformed. The founder and president, Dr. Derek Hunt, and school administrator, Sister Valentia Hunt, have not only a vision for academic excellence, but a love for God's people. Um, I'm not only a graduate of TEB Seminary, but I'm also a certified Christian counselor. Amen. The Christian counseling program uh, that I am afforded to teach in, in this wonderful establishment is a 20-week 20 weeks in-depth course that provides instruction on neuthetic counseling or biblical counseling. Amen. Biblical counseling was established by ACBC, the Associate Certified Biblical Counselors, formerly known as NANC. The course offered here at TB, TEB targets a variety of issues faced in everyday life, marital issues, family issues, substance abuse issues, grief, depression, and if I could add even COVID pandemic issues, amen? There's nothing that the word of God and the authority of the scriptures cannot handle. There are, are also team building exercises if you wanna come and join and earn the certification within the classroom setting. There's a state test at the end of the course. Once passed, you will receive a board certified license and accreditation to practice with recertification every three years. So this is a lifelong thing. You'll, you'll never lose your certification and we, we do offer recertification, amen? After the completion of the certification course, there is also a practicum course that Dr. Hunt implemented last year. And that course truly hones your skills and provides true case studies where we can learn together in an effort to uh, develop the practical skill set that you will apply when you're counseling professionally. I would honestly say that the program has impacted my life tremendously. Um, 
my vocation in healthcare, uh, it has really transformed the way that you can treat someone physically, spiritually, and emotionally, and really helping them get through the issues of life. Anyone who wants to deepen their walk with Christ, offer biblical counseling to others, serve in their ministry, and live a transformed life should sign up and complete this program. It is truly life-changing and rewarding, and I thank Dr. Hunt, I thank Dr. TEB Seminary. You will truly reap spiritual benefits for everyone who comes through this uh, counseling section. Amen. Register today. You won't regret it. Praise the Lord, everybody. Come on, praise the Lord, everybody. <laughs> Lord have mercy. <laughs> I am honored and grateful to be here um, to celebrate. When I saw it online, I was coming anyway, and Dr. Hunt texted me to make sure I was coming. I was coming anyway. Um, I am grateful for TEB Seminary. I'm like Sister Pat. I got here on accident. Um, I was not supposed to be here. I was following a pastor um, to a class that he told me, just come sit in the class. And uh, I went and sat in the class and I don't know how I ended up getting tricked in the stand. And the crazy thing is the people who brought me left me there and they didn't get one degree. I didn't got two. <laughs> but once I got in and started to learn, it was transforming to me. I've been on both sides of the track. I was raised traditionally Baptist. Um, my mom took me out of that church into the charismatic church. And uh, they called me a hybrid because I have the best of both worlds in a sense. But I learned the difference between just being charismatic versus being theological. And uh, I, think, I think sometimes we get the two mixed up and, and there were a lot of biases I had until I got to seminary and kind of started learning. And one thing about it, Dr. Hunt would bother me, but I would never argue with him. I would never, hey, Kareem, what you think it means? I said, whatever, whatever you say it mean in your class. Cause I would never argue with the professor and uh, he rebuked, I took rebuke, I took all kind of stuff. I've always been on the road, not the way I am now, but but I was on the road and I, I, I told our church one time, I was talking about integrity. I told our church um, the time I got rebuked because I was on the road over the weekend and we had a paper due. And uh, and I didn't, I didn't get to finish my paper because I was on the road. And uh, Dr. Hunt said, well, and he said, well, Kareem, you did your paper? I said, no, I'm not. He said, uh, I said, I was preaching. He said, oh, okay, yeah, good, 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 good. I say, uh, but uh, pastor, now I knew the conversation shifted when he said that. He said, uh, you had the syllabus. I said, yeah. So you knew the paper was due. Well, yeah, but, but he said, well, well, before we get into this debate, he said, you do know that the grade is connected to your character. I was like, that was the worst cut I took. I was, in my mind, I was like, why didn't you just cuss me out? I would have felt better. He had a calm voice and then used the Bible to make me feel bad. 
but it was such a lesson. I was able to teach it to my son. My son brought an F home. And I said, this F is reflective of your character. And in three weeks, he shot his grades back up. He did everything he needed to do to bring his grades up. And so I concur with Sister Pat in saying that this seminary is not just about education. It is ultimately about transformation. And one thing I've learned how to do, I can go in any circle and preach and they respect me because one thing I won't do is I will not lie on the text. And, and so learning expository preaching in another way, and I, I'm certified in everything they just said. I got Bible study methods. I got Christian counseling. I remember in our final, in our final and I said, um, our final, Dr. Hunt paired me with Mama King, and uh, I, he had me as the client. I annoyed her so bad. She started crying in the final. And she was going to throw her book at me because he had me playing a role and she got so agitated and it became a lesson that we cannot let the people that we counsel get under our skin to the extent. And I know that because counseling church people. And let me say this and some of the pain that we don't want to talk about. I have had couples cussing my off. I mean, I've had all kind of stuff happen when they saw that counseling degree. And uh, I had to, I, and that, there was sometimes I had to step out the office and woosah and then walk back in. But I'm grateful for the training that I received from this school. Here is my takeaway. This is my one big point. Take it seriously. Take it seriously. God has afforded me the ability to literally, and I know, you know, Dr. Hunt said it, but I have the ability to travel the world, literally. God has opened doors for me. People have saw me in places I would have never imagined. Um, and it is because of the soundness. Everybody say, man, you are sound in that Bible. And how do you, man, 41, man, you are sound. And it is because of what I've learned being at this school. But I did not get the best out of TEB until I took it seriously. So, so for all of the students who are here, those of you that are coming in, take what you do seriously. Man, when your paper do, do your best. In, I, I, I suck at writing paper. I used to. But I wrote a whole book coming out of this school. The pandemic afforded me the ability to write a book. And I travel with this book. And this book has blessed me with two paychecks. Eight, okay, we'll talk about that another time. Um, but it is because I took what I've done here seriously and I've taken it to my church I've applied it to our ministries and God is blessing us so I stand here to celebrate Dr. Hunt and Lady Hunt for these 20 years I haven't been here 20 years I've probably been here about eight eight to ten, somewhere eight somewhere in that area I've gotten two degrees and I still got one more to go I am not gonna let him talk me into that doctorate degree because I already know he's gonna hurt my feelings I already know <laughs> but I appreciate God for you and I appreciate God for this school. Amen. Amen. Let the church say amen. I'm definitely not going to be here long, but I am just honored to even have a, a part uh, in this uh, because how the way I got started with TB, I have been searching uh, for school and I actually started going to another school, the College of Biblical Studies, but it didn't work out so well because you know money and they want their money. And so one night I reached out, it was through uh, my cousin, Reverend Kareem. And I say, man, I say, man, where's the school you go to? 
because I was I was in search of a school and I'm glad for the connection. I'm glad that he was able to uh, steer me to Dr. Hunt because he said, yeah, he said, uh, I'm gonna give you his number. And so I was so adamant about it. I called him and I didn't even realize it was the night that he was finna go and teach him, but he answered the phone and I said, hey, I said, I said, hey, pastor, I say, uh, my cousin Kareem gave me your number. Uh, I wanted to uh, talk about how to get into the school. He said, well, I'm finna go in class. He said, but I'm gonna call you back. And so I was like, okay, I'll brush it off. Now, normally when people say they're gonna call you back, they get too busy and don't call you back. But Dr. Hunt actually called me back and we began to talk and I and and that's how I got connected with Dr. Hunt as far as coming into TUB. And I just want to say that TUB has blessed my life so tremendously. Uh, same kind of background, Baptist background. Uh, and we didn't have kind of like no form of training. We were just kind of like going off the cuff. We were just winging it. And so I, I took it serious, but I really didn't take it seriously. So when I stood to preach, I was just up there calling myself doing whatever I was doing. But it wasn't until I really got connected with TB and I began to learn the methods. I began to learn. And when I tell you, it opened my understanding so much to where I couldn't just wing it when I studied. I had to actually dig into it because I'm like, you know what? Now that I know better, I should do better. And so TEB has made a tremendous impact on my life and I'm so grateful. And so if you guys don't know, every time when I stand behind this podium, I am nervous. I am shaking in, in, my, in my legs. You can't see it, but I be shaking because when I stand, because one thing I know, see my, 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 my pad, my grandpa and them, they, didn't, they took it seriously and they held us accountable. But one thing is different about Dr. Hunt is that the word has to be accurate. I can't just get up here saying anything. So it made a difference. So every time when y'all see me stand, I'm nervous because I know what his expectation is. And so I have to make sure I got to come on with it and not wing it. And watch this. Every time, what I love about Dr. Hunt is that he holds me accountable. Because even when I say something wrong or I say something that's off the, he, he knows and he picks up. And don't nobody know, but he gets on my case. And I just have to take us, okay, pal. But it makes me better. So I want to encourage you, for all of you, even those of you that are, that are watching, hey, get into TB. It is very life-changing and transformation. It is transforming, and I love it, and I'm going to go all the way. I'm not going to get tired of it. I told him I want everything y'all offer, everything, until, until I can't do it no more. I want it, I, and even after I get to where I want more because I'm, I'm after it, amen? And so that's all I have. Come on, let's give God a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We're going to continue to worship.
And we will fight. We win. 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 We will fight. We win. And we will win. We win. We will conquer. We win. We will fight. We win. And we win. We win. We win. We win. We fight. We win. And we win. We win. We fight. We win. And we win. We win. We fight. We win. And we win. We win. We win. We conquer. We win. We fight. We win. And we will win. We win. We win. We win. We fight. We win. And we will win. We win. We fight. We win. We win. We win. We win. We win. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, that's where I started. I, I remember three and four years old. I, I don't remember much that I did because I was in the back of the church sleeping sometime. But, but, but at one day, I, I caught a word and it led me to the front of the highway. Doing, I didn't quite know what I had, but after 75 years, I can say he's all right. <laughs> And I, and, I, and I can tell you, we fight and we win. If you fight, if you fought as many battles as I have, you still fight. <laughs> yeah, my mama used to say, I'm still in the war and I ain't got tired yet. Yeah, you, 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 you got to keep on keeping on. But I'm going to hurry up on my responsibility uh, 
My, you know, I, like I said, let me let me give you two 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 lines from the Word of God. One is without a vision, without a vision, my people. The other one says the lack of knowledge. When I was a youngster in the Lord, one thing started me on the way was not the preaching and the church's music. It was to search for the truth of what Jesus said. It was a search for the truth of the Bible. I ran into school, I was going to school, and that led me, and I was way up in years, I had graduate degrees from many different schools, but I'd never gone to study the Word of God. Never knowing, I, I, and I was about ready to retire 30 years, and I said, you know what, I'm going to dedicate my life to the Lord, finding out what he said. But I happened to run into Mr. Hunt. At that time, he wasn't a doctor and all that. But I, I, I was going to CBS, College of Biblical Studies, that attended many different schools. But what I wanted to know from him was what did it mean? He said, ho, 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 ho. Let me show you. He took one word. One word in the English. He said, that, that, ain't, that, ain't, that ain't quite what it means. He, 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 he then took me to, to the Greek. He said, oh, 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 oh. that ain't quite what it means. He, he, he took me on over to the Hebrew. Uh, no, no. He said, there's some things left out of that too. He said, but I'm telling you this right now. He said, if you are in Christ, you got you something. If you are in Christ, you got you something. That'll work every word for you. Every word for you. If you don't have a vision of yourself and where life God started with a plan he had a vision the Bible says 8 and Romans 8 chapter if you read that whole thing get down to the 28th verse he says he for knew that means he had a plan he for knew you he got a plan for you you need to talk to him about it don't talk to me and I uh, when I say talk to him I mean serious talk. I mean crying talk. I mean on your knees talk. And ask him, because he's got something for you. And don't make no difference how old, how young you are. That's not, he, he, he don't have a plan like he wants to instance the people on the cross. Had a, he had a plan for him just like that. Today you'll be with me in paradise. You must talk to him. The other thing you must do is acquire the knowledge. Peter said, 
grow in grace. Why I need grace? Because you're going to mess up a whole bunch of times out of And trying to acquire this knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. He's with you every day. He's with you all the time. Even in your bad times. Even in your worst times. He's right there with you. But you got to know how to access him. He loves for you to learn his word. He loves for you to give his word back to him. Especially in the midst of a battle. You know why? Because of exactly what he did. The Bible says he was led to the wilderness by the Holy Spirit. Coming out of the wilderness, the devil jumped on him. And what he did, he said, it is written. He brought the word right back to him. Submit yourself to God. Resist the devil and he will flee. So I started out on a journey to learn the truth. And I'm going to tell you, every breath, every day, every moment that I live, I'm still in search of the truth of God. Particularly in the last two, three years that's been going on in this whole world. I want to know the truth of God's word. Because there's so many, Jesus told us in the seventh chapter, of Master, after he got through preaching the Sermon on the Mount, he said, Be careful because what you're going to run into is sheep. Feed my sheep. But he said, What you're going to run out is wolves and sheep. Be careful. One thing I pride on Dr. Hunt is. The Bible, in that same passage in the seventh chapter of Matthew, he said this here. That's why I love it. Thank you so much. He said, You will know a tree by the fruit. He said, A bad tree came back, good fruit. And with this man, and I bet you, in the time that we've been together, we haven't been in each other's presence. I say less than a month. Well, it's 300, it's 365 days. But I have not been in his presence. I, I know it's less than a hundred times. But the bond. It's just like we, when he moved, I moved. We've been through it a lot together. I'm so proud. I'm so thankful to God of how God has used me, continued to use me in this battle. Learning the truth sets you free. I don't care what's got you. I don't care what's holding you. You find the truth. Jesus said, "This on this rock, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against." We win. 
We fight. You must understand. It gives me great pleasure to introduce my favorite brother in this whole wide world. I was thinking the other day, I said, well, you know, you're getting close to the end of your time. You got pastors and pastors. But who do you want to say something about you? Who, who really, really knows you? Like only one, one thought came to my mind. One thought came to my mind. It's Derek I wouldn't have anybody else. Because I want somebody to know me. Paul said that I go through all this other stuff. I count all these accolades not worthy that I might know. Just let me know the power of the resurrection and the fellowship. These are the things that you must begin to find yourself around. This is what this whole purpose is for. If you read Ephesians, you will understand the purpose. The purpose of the work of the ministry. The edification of the body, the building, bringing more, and, and don't forget perfecting of the saints, transforming. This is what for what? For what? Till we all come into the unity of the faith. Till we all put down Baptist, Pentecostal, Church of God in Christ. There's only one spirit. There's only one Lord. There's only one God. And when we, we, we begin to, and the only way we can move there is by the knowledge and understanding of his word. If we don't watch ourselves, we'll pick up anything. That's what we are. That's what we are. But I'll tell you right now, you go on a journey to find the truth. You go on a journey to find the truth. And I have seen this man's word work. I listen to what these students have said. I listen to those who have come into contact with this and seen and that truth of God's word works its own way out in you. What God has for you is for you. And it works its way out. Great pleasure. Introduce to you one of the greatest preachers in the whole Bible. One of the greatest studies in the whole wide world. One of the greatest men that I know in this whole wide world. None other than Dr. Derek Hunt. Would y'all stand to your feet and welcome him. All right, thank you, man. Boy, you have me over there crying. Stop. I don't get a lot of accolades, y'all, um, for a lot of reasons. 
I don't put myself out there like that. I don't have to be on the marquee. My name doesn't have to be out there like that, but that, just one. If I could just touch one life, I've done my job. And I'm so grateful. Um, Elder Underwood means so much to me, and he's absolutely right. We don't talk every day at all. But what we mean to each other, if, if y'all only knew, this man has helped me in so many ways. Uh, it's just good people out here, y'all. And I just want to thank God. I'm just a little bit overtaken by that, by those words, because if I could tell you the whole story, uh, how <laughs> just... Some of the stuff he's done for me, it's amazing that you would realize that there are people out here who really want to invest in you. And what this man did for me is he invested in me. He bought me thousands of dollars in software, thousands and thousands of dollars in software. We went to, we went to Los Angeles together. I went to pay for my room. He said, I got that. I got the whole thing. And, and not just monetarily, but just the friendship we had, we have, and just the investment that he's made in my life. And listen, he was absolutely right. I remember walking into CBS and we sat, and that's how our Tuesday class got started. And I've, I haven't stopped it in 20 years. Every Tuesday morning, we have a class and it started with him. So give Elder Underwood a hand, y'all. Amen. Thank you so much for being everything, man. Um, you know, I never got that validation from my dad. And boy, I sat there. I know what it feel like now to have someone to love you like a dad. And I thank God for you, man. I really do. Amen. And so good evening, everybody. I'm Pastor Diva, you good? <laughs> Pastor Diva made it, y'all. Amen. The devil tried to stop him, but he made it. Amen. Thank God. Amen. And so I'm so grateful to have everybody here today. Our students, current students, former students, um, just faculty. Amen. Everyone. Listen, I'm grateful to God. I'm not going to hold you long. Um, we're going to make ready now to worship God with our gifts today. But here's what we're going to do. Um, we have a goal that we're trying to meet. We're getting ready to go into uh, Holy Week Revival starting tomorrow. Amen. I uh, will be here in revival every night. So if you, if you want to come back out, amen. I know some of you got things to do. Our goal this year, because we give away scholarships, we give away scholarships every day, every, every year we're doing this. So our goal this year is $5,000. That's our goal. We are already at $200. Amen. Hit the back button. Amen. Just slide down. It's on the website. And so that's our goal right there. We're going to we're going to move for we're going to raise five. I figure if I get 50 people to give me 100 to 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 sow a hundred dollars. Amen. We're ready at two. So how many people I need? Really? Let me see how many math geniuses we have here. <laughs> I figure. 
if I get 50, 48 people now to, to, to sow into this school, that's going to change the life of somebody else. Amen. I believe that's a fair amount. Amen. And so we're going to make ready to give whatever you give. It's a blessing. If you scroll up, um, if you want to, you can do it via cash app. You can also take your phone, scroll down a little bit. If you say, I didn't bring my cash app and you want to give via credit card, you could just QRC code that, just put your thing on there. But if you want to do cash app, you can do that, dollar sign TB Seminary, and then we'll get into the message and we'll be up out of here. Amen? All right. Come on, let's worship God with our gifts. Amen? Thank you. Also, if you have not picked up your TB gear, all of the TB stores in the front, um, you know, we have hats, we have T-shirts, we have masks, if you want to pick something up on your way out. Amen? Amen. Thanking God for 20 years, y'all, and I've seen some faces that I hadn't seen in a while. Praise the Lord. Amen. Can I tell you, this is good ground to stow on. Amen. It is good ground, y'all. It is good ground to sow into. Amen. And I thank all of you. Thank you, all the pastors and preachers that are here. Thank you so much for joining us. Amen. We really appreciate you. And thank you, uh, students, student body, staff. Amen. We, we are doing our um, alumni induction today so uh all of our alumni please don't leave amen um i promise you i ain't gonna be long up here amen we we want to give you we have something for you alumni and officially we are kicking off our alumni association and we want you to be part of this active association amen all right let's pray together gracious father we thank you for your grace and mercy thank you for the gifts thank you for the givers and in the name of Jesus, I pray that you would bless these, this offering, God. And Lord, I believe, God, that we're going to meet our goal this week. I believe, God, that you're going to bless the future students, the current students, to, to even expand our borders beyond here, God, and, and around the world. We love you. We thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. And thank God. And I don't want to forget all of our students, that's, that our distance students that, that, are, uh, that are online. Amen. I want to thank y'all for being online. Amen. We have students in California. We have students in Virginia. Uh, we have students in other places, too. But I just want to thank God for all of our students that's joining us, our students, students and faculty that are joining us from, amen, from, from a distance. Amen. Thank you for the technology that we have to do that. Amen. And I want to thank you for your support here today. Amen. Listen, when we started this school, it did start with this man, um, Elder Oliver Underwood. That's how it started. That's how the school started. 
And um, I'm grateful to God that he has shown me over the years um, what, I, what I've been called to do. Um, it, it's, it's important as preachers, as, as, as not just preachers, but, but, as, but as a Christian, that you understand that you have a purpose. And that purpose that God has called you for can be lived out, amen, uh, when you understand what it really is. Uh, oftentimes, we're searching, we're trying to figure out what are we called to do? Well, you know, some of us got thrown in the pulpit. Uh, some of us got thrown on the program, amen. Uh, some of us, you know, somebody said, well, you look like you'd be a good preacher, you know, uh, and, and, and then all of a sudden you preach it, but you wasn't called. Hello, somebody. And so um, TB Seminary, it, it exists for this reason, to transform. If I were to say anything, it would be just that one word. Transformation is the key. Um, I believe in Ezra 7.10, I believe that you have to live it uh, before you can preach it. And I know sometimes we don't get to live out all of our sermons, but your life is a sermon. And the best sermons you can preach are the ones that you're going through, you know. I believe those, those are the best ones and, and those experiences that you go through in life. So uh, today, I just have a, a message that I want to share with you. Um, if you have your Bibles, if you don't, we'll put it on the screen. Luke chapter, Luke chapter 4, verse 43. And um, I just want to use one phrase out of verse 43. Just one phrase. Um, I, I'm saving all my comments for my sermon because I'm on a time schedule. Um, so you let the Holy Ghost. Yeah, okay. Holy Ghost know when we need to go home too. Amen. Luke chapter 4, verse 43. I just want to use one phrase from, from Jesus' mouth to us. And it says right there at the D part of the verse, for I was sent for this purpose. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, I can't help myself. Amen. That's what I want to talk about. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your grace and mercy. I ask for the forgiveness of my sins. I pray that you clear my mind and my heart. I ask God that you would use me for your glory. Stand in my body. Think with my mind. Speak with my voice. Cancel the schemes and the plans of the enemy, Lord. And allow me to preach your word, Lord. I pray for your people now, Lord, soften their hearts that they might receive a word from you. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of God will last forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank God. Thank you, ushers. Amen. Amen. Six ways to live on purpose. Thank you, ushers. Amen. Six ways to live on purpose. For 20 years, this institution has been through many, many changes. When we initially started this school, we started it as BTTI. Some of you have been here that long. Bible Technology Training Institute. And with my technology background, I felt like that's what God was calling me to do. 
over the years, um, I've had ideas and we've changed the name to fit where we were going. I'm going to help somebody with that. Sometimes you got to need, you need a change in order for you to fit where you're going. Are you with me? I've had failures. I've had discouragement. I've had circumstances that seem impossible. I've had thoughts of quitting uh, to the point where I just didn't want to keep on going. Then I've had days that were good. I've had good days. I've had in-between days. But yet, something kept me going. And that something is the fact that I understood my purpose. Wish I had somebody. I understood why I was sent. I understood it was a little uncomfortable at first because I, I didn't believe that God was calling me to do this. When I announced that it was a seminary, there were times where I, didn't, I couldn't even form the words out of my mouth to say seminary. While I was around all of these big time preachers and big time presidents in other places and things like that, I felt this small because I was comparing myself to them and I was forgetting my purpose. Do I have anybody? Paul had the same problem. Paul had passion. In the book of 1 Corinthians, you'll find that all they did was talk about him. Oh, this little short fella, disfigured fella. I can't believe he's the guy that God would choose. You see, it doesn't matter what anybody thinks as long as you understand what God has called you to do. Do I have a witness? Jesus had the same problem. Come on, today is Palm Sunday. <laughs> Amen. And, and, and listen, and listen, the most misunderstood person was Jesus. I wish I had somebody. They didn't believe that he was God. They didn't believe that he was king. And, but yet he understood his purpose. Do I have anybody? And I just want to say this, that Jesus here in this passage, he has left the crowd. He has been on a, if you would, a healing crusade. He's been through some stuff. Come on, somebody. He, he has called his disciples in the, in the chapter forward, but here we find in this text that Jesus himself had the I can't help it. I wish I had somebody. I want to say to you that when you know you're living on purpose, you'll find that, that people will try to take you off purpose. People will try to distract you from your purpose. But I want it to be said that Dr. Derek Hunt and TEB Seminary knew their purpose. Do you want to know your purpose today? Are you sure of your purpose today? I'd like to explore for a few moments six ways of knowing your purpose. We find in verse 38 that Jesus had gotten up and he had left the synagogue. 
He is on a healing crusade. We get to the point where not only was he healing, but he was dealing with demonic activity. Can I help you with something? The devil wants to derail you from your purpose. If, if I had not seen anything today, I saw a true, real-life demonic activity amen, in, around me today from trying to get me to get off my purpose. Do I have anybody? You got to know how to recognize what's real and what's not real, but you also have to learn to recognize that the devil is real. He'll always try to pull you away from your purpose. Do I have anybody? We find here in the passage in verse 42, verse 41 says, demons also were coming out of many shouting, you are the son of God. But rebuking them, he would not allow them to speak because they knew him to be what? The Christ. Imagine this. I had a thought today. Amen. Imagine that the devil knows Jesus more than some of us. Imagine, imagine that the demonic dark forces know more about Jesus than we really know about Jesus. Do I have anybody? Can I ask you a question? What do you know about Jesus? Is he all right? <laughs> Did he wake you up this morning? Did he start you on your way? Is that all? You're talking about what he did for you. I'm asking, do you know him? Ah, come on, somebody. And so we go to verse 42. It says, and when they came, amen, Jesus went to a secluded place. So what are those six ways? Number one, I believe that the first thing, if you're going to live on purpose, is this. Here's your first thing. Daily devotion and consecration. Jesus left. I'm going to stick with the same line every time, y'all. And those of you who've been in my classes know what I feel about what? Daily devotion and consecration. Why did Jesus leave the crowd to go into a secluded place? Because he needed to recharge. He needed to replenish. When you deal with devils all day long, you're going to need a place where you can go to replenish yourself. And the only way you're going to make it as a pastor, a preacher, a teacher, or whatever you do, guess what? You need some alone time with God. You need some time where you can pray and you can talk to him. Why did Jesus go to the secluded place? Because he would spend time with his father, watch this, honing his purpose. Come on, somebody. He had been working. He had been helping. But watch this. Can I say this to somebody here today? The secret to his success was his seclusion for spiritual strength, not isolation. That, that went down 610 up that way. Don't miss that. Don't miss that. He went into seclusion for strength. And somebody here today, I want to tell you, don't abandon your devotion and don't abandon your consecration. If you're going to live on purpose for Christ, it requires daily devotion. The text goes on to say, and look what he says. He says, and when they had come, Jesus left and went to a secluded place and the crowds, watch this, were searching for him. Watch this. And he came to, and came to him 
and tried to keep him from going away from them. Now, let's unpack that, baby. Watch this. Now, all of us want success. Amen. All of us want numbers in our church. We want attention. And when we get it, when our churches are growing and crowds are coming, we're thinking, oh, man, yes. But here's, how, here's what you got to do if you're going to live on purpose. The next thing you got to be careful of, you have to discern the distractions. Crowd may not always be a good thing. A crowd, listen, often we think that the crowd is a sign of success, but it may just be a distraction. You have to know how to engage and disengage. If you're waiting for the crowd for validation, then that's probably why you may not see your purpose. Pastors, let me help you with something. Help the ones you have. Love them. Feed them, nourish them, love on them, and everything else is going to fall in place. Are you following me? Anyone or anything that's stopping you or preventing you from going forward is a distraction. Jesus said, no, hold on now. The crowds came searching for him. Stay with us. Stay with us. Seems like a good idea. But when you have a purpose... You got to discern those distractions. Verse 43 says what? And he said to them, I must. Present indicative, indicative active. Y'all know what that is, right? Present tense means the need is now. Indicative mood that it's a fact that not only do I need to do it now, but it's a fact that it has to happen. Are you with me? Active voice means you can't do it for me. I got to do it for me. My purpose is linked into God. And if I don't do what I need to do, nobody else is going to do it for me. So can I help you with something? You can't rely on anybody else to help you to bring your purpose to pass. But what you and I have to learn to do, the next thing is we need to have a de decisive determination. Decisive. That word decisive means that you're solid. You know and you're determined that nothing will derail you from your purpose. When you stand to preach, you got to realize that there are things and distractions and things will come. Watch this to stop you from where God's trying to take you. But you have to have a decisive determination that nothing will stop you from your purpose. Do I have anybody? And I want to say this. Oftentimes, things will show up in different packages. Do I have a witness? Amen. Tall, dark, and handsome. 35, 62. I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, I, not 62. Hold on a minute. <laughs> That's a little different. <laughs> I had to bring y'all back because I know y'all ate already. <laughs> That's Kareem, he said that. <laughs> Determination. When it gets hard, come on, somebody. When it gets tough, when it looks like it's not going to work out, 
when the devil keeps telling you to give up, come on, somebody, when friends are few, when family has left you, you have to realize that your determination, failure will not overtake you if your determination to succeed is strong enough. But what fuels your determination is your purpose. Look what he says next. He says, I must do what? Preach. Ah, preach what? Preach what? The kingdom of God. Now, here's where our problem is today. We have the kingdom confused with positive thinking and all these different things that's being thrown at us. And so the next thing you have to do is you have to have a dedication to the message of the kingdom. What is the message of the kingdom? That Jesus died. He was buried. He rose from the dead. He ascended to heaven and guess what? He's coming back. If whatever you preach doesn't have that, then no wonder why everything is falling apart. Jesus said, y'all want to hold me here. Y'all want to keep me to yourself, but I have to preach. Let, let me help somebody with something. When, 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 when he saved us, it was through the gospel. Matter of fact, we all got saved through preaching. Preaching is important. That's why you have to bless your pastor and you have to help your pastor because without preaching, we're doomed. I don't want to have no small talk about the Bible. I need to hear preaching. Do you on Gilead? Come on, somebody. Listen, for Jesus, it was to preach for the doctor, for the teacher, for the nurse, for the student, the business owner. You have a message. Come on, somebody. And can I tell you something? TB exists to equip you to tell that story, to share that story accurately, without error. A lot of stuff you hear in the pulpit today ain't preaching. I'm going to say it one more time. A lot of stuff you hear in the pulpit today is not preaching. It's something, but it's not preaching. It, it may carry you from here to the car, but it ain't preaching. Listen, it ain't popular all the time. Listen, sometimes, sometimes you're sitting there and you're convicted. You can't even say amen, but it's preaching. And when you fall in love with the word, when you, when you can embrace what God is saying to you, you will get closer to your purpose. Are you with me? The text goes on. I got 13 minutes and 23 seconds. Watch this. Watch the text. The text says, and he says, I must preach the kingdom of God to other cities also. So the next thing that you need is dedication to the mission and the mandate of the kingdom. What is the mission of the kingdom? The Great Commission. <laughs> what is the mandate? Go. We ain't going nowhere. We're stuck. 
And here's the thing. You know what I found out? A lot of churches are losing momentum because we want it to come to us and we don't want to go to them. And we're wondering why my church ain't grown. Why is my ministry looking the way it is? And you can apply this to every part of your life. If you don't have a mission statement for living, then I don't know where you're going. The mandate is our duty. So many people need help today. Don't let the pandemic stop you. Don't let the pandemic hold you back. Listen, go into all the world, the Bible says. Go into cities. Go into places. Listen, say this, expansion. That's what we need. Listen, listen, now is the time, y'all. Pastors and preachers, I want to tell you, now is the time for expansion. Now is the time to hit that reset button. Now is the time to revamp your ministries. Now is the time to recollect everything and say, okay, what do I have to evaluate what you have in your church and then say, okay, how can we go out now and reach the loss with the message? Can I tell you something? That message of the kingdom is so powerful. Come on, somebody. Can I tell you how powerful it is? Take your finger and do this. Now turn it your way. Now do this. Yeah, that's how powerful it is. Come on, you don't talk the way you used to talk. You don't live the way you used to live. You don't go to places you used to go. Come on and help me right quick. Amen. Come on, you're a new creature in Christ. Come on, somebody. You used to cuss. You're halfway cussing now. You're going to get delivered real soon. But guess what? God is good. Hey. I got to go to other cities. I got to go meet more broken people. I got to go walk into demonic situations. Why would you run to stuff like that? I thought it was everybody come and then everything is good. No. Jesus came for the broken. He came for those who are blind. He came for those who are crippled. It is our job. I know my purpose. I know my purpose. I can't help myself, y'all. I know my purpose. And when you have that I can't help myself, nobody will be able to stop you. Are you with me? And then lastly, he says, I was, for I was what? Sent for this purpose. If I were to give you the last thing, it would be this. Don't ever forget why. Kareem, when you go across the country preaching, don't ever forget why you were sent. Your purpose is not to go to the mall or go this or go do that. Your purpose for flying out there is to preach. Your purpose for doing whatever, whatever arena God opens for you, it is to share the message. If you stand between for five, in front of five, preach the gospel. If you stand in front of 50,000, preach the gospel. Don't, don't sway. Don't move. Don't, don't get caught up in anything else because nothing else saves but Jesus. Ha, ha, do I have a witness? If you lose sight, you'll quit. 
If you lose sight of past prudence, if you lose sight of what you're doing, you're going to look at where you are and you're going to get discouraged. Oh, they talked about me. Ah, they lied on me. Come on, somebody. They said I wouldn't mind nothing, that this is just something I was going through. But thank God that 20 years later, I stood on the gospel and I'm standing on the gospel because I can't help myself. I knew why I was sent and I keep on keeping on because it's the gospel that's holding me, nothing else. Man wanted to learn to play golf and he took a trip to the driving range to practice his desire for that hobby. The little white ball was really doing a number one on this fellow, this newbie. Matter of fact, it was really embarrassing. Six times in a row for this first time, just swinging and keep on missing. He keeps swinging and keep on missing. He thought to himself, now this game provides a lot of exercise, but I don't have any idea what this white ball is here for. A lot of us are involved in endless activities, not hitting a thing. Because we do not know why or what our purpose is. We're busy getting a lot of exercise. We're moving through life. But watch this, but we ain't coming up with nothing. I stop by to tell you that I got to do this thing. I stop by to tell you that guess what? You got to know your purpose. You got to live on purpose. And you got to stand on the word is what going to bring you through. Give God a hand clap of praise, y'all. I'm done. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That is it. I can't help myself. You know why? Because when I think back over my life and all that the Lord has done for me, my soul cries out hallelujah. My soul cries out hallelujah. Do I have anybody here who know what I'm talking about? He picked me up. He turned me around. He placed my feet on a solid ground. I was lost, but now I can see. Do I have anybody here today that know what I'm talking about? Jesus, 1,989 years ago on a hill called Calvary. Ain't 2,000. Guess what? They hung him high. They stretched him wide. They dropped him low. Put him in a borrowed tomb. But early Sunday morning, he got up with all power in his hands. I'm done, y'all. I'm done. With all power in his hands. And when you know your purpose, can I have you this? When you know your purpose, nobody can stop. Stop being insecure about what you already know to be true. If you called, you called. Man can't validate your call. You called. And when you get in front of all these big time preachers, they, they sit there trying to evaluate you. You preach. Preach. I know what I'm called for. I know my purpose. 
And oftentimes we have these Pharisees sitting around us trying to evaluate us. For real. Forget who, listen, there's nothing but breath. When you stand behind this desk, you preach like it's your last time. Because you ain't going to have another time. And you tell them, my purpose is to preach. I must. I must. I got to do this. Sometimes I want to say this to pastors' wives. You don't understand why, but just know it's their purpose. Like, why? why? No, purpose. And when you're called, you can't go back. When you answer that call, ain't no going back. Amen. Give God a hand clap of praise, y'all. All right. I'm eight minutes over. Um, but that's okay. Amen. Amen. Um, but if anybody here needs prayer, if anybody here today um, see, I want to say a lot of things, but I learned to be quiet about some things, but sometimes what I'm thinking, people are thinking. And if I don't say it, then that means I'm, I'm robbing you of an opportunity to say, man, I'm going through the same thing. See, I lived many years in the shadows, in isolation on an island by myself. Nobody wanted to fool with me. But guess what? I knew my purpose. So when I was the janitor, when I was the, uh, the teacher, the administrator, the, the record keeper, the everything in the, in, the, in the school, I knew why I was doing it. Some of us quit stuff that God gave us because we, our growth and God's timetable ain't matching up. It ain't time for you to quit. You have to nurture the vision. You have to nurture your process of growing. That's what you got to do. That's what you got to do. You say, oh, I'm going to quit because it's not growing. If you have one, listen, as a time I had one student. And the one time that I quit, I, I quit TV. I, I, I shut it down for a whole year. I was like, man. Because I allowed people to affect me. It was the worst year of my life. Man, God's like, man, God turned my world upside down. And I started back again with one student. And then it went on to two students. Then it went on three students. And then all of a sudden, here we are again. What am I saying to you? What am I saying to you today? What I'm saying to you today is you have to stick to the purpose that God has called you to. 
There's nothing wrong with overlapping in different different arenas, but if that ain't the arena that you need to be in, get out of there. Just because there's money in it, oh, shucks. That may not be what God called you to learn an expensive lesson. That if that ain't for you, it will not work. And so if you need prayer, I'll pray for you. I'll pray for you. I'll pray for you. If you're here today because I know all y'all saved. <laughs> I know every one of y'all are saved. But if you need to come to Jesus today and accept him as your Lord and Savior, you can come today and you can accept Jesus today for the first time. But if you're a believer and you've fallen from the Lord and you want to be restored, you can come today. I want to pray for your restoration. And if you need prayer today, I'll pray for you. I'll pray for you this morning. Amen. This evening. Amen. Let us pray together. Father, thank you for your grace and thank you for what a great example, Lord, that when they tried to hold you back, you told them that your purpose preceded everything else. It didn't matter what it was. It wasn't personal. <laughs> and sometimes we got to leave some people behind. It's not personal. It's because our purpose is calling us. So, God, I thank you for these students and those that are here today watching and those that are here, God. Bless them, Lord. Give them strength. Give them wisdom and help them, Lord. Prepare them, Lord. And help them to keep going. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank God. Praise God. Amen. Amen. All right. Um, we, will, we will now have Sister Hunt. First of all, I'll, Sister Hunt, come on up here. Uh, Sister Hunt and Sister Alicia. Amen. Come. On. We're going to uh, now do our uh, introduction to our alumni and the induction into the Alumni Association Ceremony. Um, first of all, I want to thank God for Sister Hunt. Amen. Give her a hand, y'all. Um, how long has it been? Six, seven years. So we were coming back from, from Trinidad seven years ago. And my, when we landed, my wife said, right before we touched down, my wife said, I, I don't want to go back to work. I'm like, hold on, girl, you know. <laughs> Wait a minute now. You shoot. You you know you hold us down. <laughs> you know, for you brothers who insecure about that. I wasn't insecure about that. She, she held it down. You know what I mean? <laughs> Whew, now that I got that off of me, I could joke around a little bit. <clears throat> uh, she, she held it down. Sister Hunt held it down. And so when she touched down, when we touched down, we went straight to her job. She packed up her cubicle and she ain't looked back since. Amen. <laughs> now, the first week for working with me, I fired her. The first week. I'm like, good Lord, have mercy. Where did this woman come from? And the problem is this, and, 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 and can I say this to married people? Uh, you really don't know your spouse. Seriously. So I encourage you to spend more time with your spouse 
on the level of like interaction, like work and stuff like that, because you really don't know your spouse. I didn't know this woman and we've been married 23 years. And I'm like, good Lord. I fired her, but she, she came back the next day <laughs> and she ain't left yet. <laughs> but, um, Say, you want to get fired? I'm going to write you up. Uh, but, but it's a beautiful thing to do ministry with your wife, with your spouse. You know, it's a beautiful thing. With so much happening in the world today with pastors and their wives and things like that. And, but my wife, you know, she handles all of the financial aspect of our ministry. Because at one point, I had people owe me money. I, shoot, I didn't even, I was... Yeah, I, I just let them owe me. You know what I mean? I, I don't have it in the heart. But, but this lady right here, she get that money. Okay, she get that money. She get that money. She get that money, y'all. That's how we survive, y'all. Okay? So, so Sister Hunt, I want to tell you thank you so much for being everything. Everything to me. Amen? Come here, Yadari Hunt. Amen. Come on up here. Amen. Yadari Hunt, she, she does. She's taking over. She's about to graduate from HBU. Amen. And um, she actually told me that she wants to work for TB. She wants to take over all of the grading and the records and all that kind of stuff. So she's going to be working full time when she graduates for the school. Amen. And she's doing some of that work now. Amen. And so uh, where's Aaliyah at? Come on, Leah. <clears throat> all right. Come on, girl. Trying to take pictures and stuff. All right, this is my other daughter. <laughs> it's hot in here, y'all. Let me see. Let me automate that thing right quick. Amen. Y'all hot? Ain't that hot? Shoot, it is hot in here. Good lord, what y'all do? All right, okay. So we good now. Um, good lord, what happened? Um, what'd you say? Okay. And this is Aaliyah. She does all the technical stuff. Amen. She's TV tech. Amen. Um, and then, uh, sister Nicole Pruden, why don't you come on over here right quick? Amen. This is our faculty. Amen. Um, le let me tell you, I love T though. Who took, who took, um, who took, um, who took Christian counseling with me? All right, good. Y'all know I love Christian counseling, right? Y'all know I love Christian counseling. Well, I've since given up Christian counseling to Nakar Prudham, amen? So I don't teach it anymore. And I trust Nakar with that assignment, and she does a great job at it, okay? Pastor Prudham, come on, Pastor Prudham. Amen. I got the whole team. I got the whole family, amen? And this family right here, amen. Uh, this is Pastor Prudham. He does all of our new students, amen. He does principles of teaching, Bible study methods. Y'all took that with me. Bible basically, amen. And I'm about to give him something else. I don't know what yet. But this family, let me tell you about this couple, okay. They believe in TB. And I want to say this to all of our alumni and students, okay. You have a place here. That's if you want it. Amen. Seriously. Uh, 
in any capacity. I, I'd rather grow from within than bring in people. I would rather grow my students and grow my teachers and stuff like that. Dr. Rose is not here. He had to preach at, at another uh, engagement today, but he is our academic dean. Amen. Dr. Reginald Rose. Pat Spikes. Dr. Spikes. Dr. Spikes. Come on up here. She said, this was, this, this is, this is Pat. How many of y'all know, um, let me say, let me say something about Pat. She cray cray, but um, Pat, Dr. Spikes, um, she's, she's been here a long time. She's taken every class I've taught and she's just a, a sponge. She want to learn. Learn so much, she was one of our first students to achieve a doctoral degree from TB Seminary. Amen. And she does teach in different capacities when she wants to. Uh, I've been trying to get her to, to take over the alumni. Maybe I'll get her to do that. I don't know. It depends on what type of mood she's in. So she's a Christian. <laughs> but thank you so much. Amen. Am I forgetting anybody? Is that, is that it? That's all? Okay. All right. Good. All right. Thank y'all. Give them a hand, y'all. Give them a hand. All right. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Who am I missing? Oh, Joy and Simone. Uh, uh, Joy Carroll, our Hebrew teacher. Give her a hand, y'all. She, she's online. And Simone Barnes, she does our uh, English now. Amen. Listen. That Hebrew teacher, listen, we got all kinds of reviews on, listen, if you want to take Hebrew, we have the Hebrew teacher here at TB Seminary. All right, come on, Nakar, let's Amen. get it. Thank you, Dr. Hunt. So at this point in the service, we are, it's really geared towards our alumni before we make our presentations. And what does alumni really mean, right? So the day you receive your diploma, I think you think that's the summit of everything uh, from your university. It's a very proud one marking the culmination of your degree, which you've worked so hard for, but it doesn't signal the end of your relationship with the school or the benefits still available to you. Alumni are an integral part of the university community and are true advocates for student success. As a graduate, you become a part of the Student Alumni Association for your university. An alumni association brings former students together to maintain connection with their university and fellow graduates. This affiliation strengthens the bond of that established school. Being a part of an association can open many doors for you and allow you to reap a lot of different benefits. Not only does it give you the opportunity to stay engaged, but it also allows you to help new and potential students. An essential part of being an alumnus is finding ways to give back to the university. I know many of you think that that's just by donations or monetary gifts to the school or responding to emails, but there's much more behind that. Become a mentor, connect with new and returning students, those hungry for mentorship. In turn, you can share wisdom and insights you've gained from seminary and how you implement that in ministry and in real life experiences. Those small acts of showing support for the community you have become a part of can be the beginning of a success story for both you and the new students. Your membership today in TEB Seminary's alumni marks the chapter of a new beginning. We are so very proud to have you as part of our past and the future 
University. Amen. Okay. Come on, let's get it, all right? So we're going to call your name now, and then I want you to shake hands with the uh, faculty, and you will be officially inducted into the TB Seminary Alumni Association, all right? So would, my, would you please come stand right here for me, please? Pastor Pruden, amen, right here, y'all. Amen. And we'll put my mask on. All right, let's do it. Now, alumni, listen, y'all. We're going to meet quarterly. Okay, answer the call, please. Amen. And, and we're just planning and strategizing so we can bring in another generation of students through TB Seminary. All right. And let's give our alumni a hand. Brother Matuba Bingsley. When we call your name, please come and receive your alumni association membership. Pastor Leonard Dancy. Reverend Daryl Deaver. Sister Sherry Holden. Reverend Pastor Kareem Jackson. Sister Patricia James. Evangelist Catrice Jones. Sister Andrew Fleur. Sister Sarah LaFleur. 